Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. This is the Pylon and NFC North podcast. And uh, uh, before we get started, I just want to introduce everybody again as we get into the regular season here. Football is a day away, and then, uh, you know, Sunday's right around the corner. So I'm Big Z. I'm representing the Detroit Lions. Then over there in Minnesota, we got Remy. Skull to the bowl, purple rain in control. And then representing the Packers, we got Kinger. Go Pack Go. Here we go, boys. And then last but not least, we got Barney representing the Bears. Bear down, boys. Good to be back. <laughs> Hell yeah. And guys, you know, we've been talking about all offseason. Uh, we started this uh, um, right before the draft started. Then we went through the draft. Then we went through training camp stuff. But all that uh, is uh, coming down to this now. Week one is finally here. There's no more waiting. Uh, now, going to a game, we'll have to wait for, to do probably. But uh, um. But actual NFL football is here. And before we get into what we're going to do in this episode, we're going to go uh, into some predictions for the season and then preview the upcoming games for week one and then get into a, a, a betting segment, which we'll talk about later. But before we get into all of that, um, there's just some news. I know, Remy, I wanted to get to you at least first because it's big news for you. Um, one of the top DNs in the uh, division could be the out top. for a significant amount of time. Could you tell the us a little bit about that? The end. Yeah, no, uh, that would be yeah the top defender, pass rusher in the <laughs> debatable North, um, is out on IR at least for three weeks. Uh, Zim said back on August fifteenth, I believe that it was a minor tweak. A minor tweak turned into missing fifteen consecutive practices, and then of course we trade for uh, Ngakwe, which. Viking fans knew something was kind of up with Daniil if you're going to trade for that caliber of player, but also then pair him with Daniil once Daniil gets healthy, when he gets healthy. So, yeah, he's out week one, which hurts because... uh, What did he hurt? What did he hurt? uh, It was his neck. His neck. That's not good. I'm hoping it's just some soreness, but I'd rather him be careful and just be out three weeks than to rush him back and then have him get hurt in what's going to be a very physical and maybe sloppy Green Bay game and then have him just – he needs to ease in there. Yeah, but Barty, you're going to let him uh, just, uh, you know, claim Daniel Hunter is the best defensive end in the league or in the division? Uh, You know what? Uh Remy, Remy's just a passionate fan, and I'm just gonna let him have some fun because there'll be a few weeks in, and we'll find out, you know, that that the Vikings and Kirk Cousins isn't really who we all think they're gonna be. And uh, no, no, no. This was a discussion on Daniel Hunter, and if 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 you want, we can we can we can look at uh, Khalil Mack over there in Chicago, and we can look at his 141 million he's making over six years. And then we can look at Daniil, who's making half of that, seventy-two million over five years. Does money make you the best uh, pass rusher? Or is rushing no, the best? Fourteen and a half sacks last year uh, that Daniil had versus seven and a half that Khalil had last year. Double the sacks for less the price. Yeah, I I don't think Daniil's <laughs> the guy who's getting triple teamed every play. But I digress. I beg to differ. And um, I. Before we get into the predictions, uh, I just want to bring in Kinger really quick because I know you, you mentioned before uh, we started here there was a there was an injury this week that might affect the game coming up. Yeah, um, I mean it's 
Billy Turner, our right tackle, has been uh, dealing with some lingering knee issues throughout um, training camp, you know, heading into the season. Um, they're not divulging too much into regard in regards to exactly what the issue is. Um, but you know, we're hoping he's going to be ready to go on Sunday. If not, we're going to, we're going to have to to do something different and we're just waiting to see exactly what's going on with him. All right. So, uh, I think gentlemen, it's time for us to get into our season predictions and we'll just take this in alphabetical order. So we'll start with the Chicago bears. So Barney, um, and, and we'll all give her our thoughts on what, what's going to happen to the Bears, but of, of course we'll let you take it first. Uh, just what are, what are your thoughts uh, going into the season? What's uh, How are the Bears going to turn out and why? Sure, sure. Uh, I think the Bears are going to have a good bounce back year this year. Uh, I think we still possess one of the best defenses in the league. Um, I think uh, it, upgrading our, our secondary pass rusher from Leonard Floyd, who really, you know, did almost anything but rush the passer um, into Robert Quinn, who's, you know, a little bit older. Uh, that's the biggest knock on him, but, you know, he's been aging like fine wine. Um, so I think our defense is really going to stay right around the, the course of the last two years that we have been. Uh, but offensively, you know, that's that's really the juggernaut of this. Uh, we've been the fifth-ranked total offense after two years ago, and last year we were almost in every statistical category, you know, bottom three as an offense. So um, it just is going to depend on, you know, which which team shows up. Uh, frankly, I think if we have a middle-of-the-road offense, somewhere around 16, with our caliber defense, I think that, will provide a lot of wins. Uh, I don't think we need to have one of the best offenses, um, you know, in order to get the W. But uh, in terms of a, a record, because I know that's where you guys all want me to go towards, uh, I'm going to I'm gonna say that we're going to go 11-5, and five, Chicago Bears. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, this is just, you know, this is what you've learned to come to expect with Chicago Bears fans is they have to think and think they're going to overachieve with really when you're looking at top to bottom, a very, very porous offensive team. I don't know what you think has changed between last year and this year, but that's a mighty jump, Barney. That's a mighty jump. Yeah, so the reason why, uh, you know, and let's just say one of the the best teams in the league last year, um, the Packers. They went what thirteen and three? No, they went eleven and yeah. five last year. Thirteen and three. Last year? Yeah, think so. Anyway, 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 anyway. Know your team, all right? Anyway. Yeah, I guess I didn't even know my team. That's very, very fair. Very fair call. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you know, you guys are talking about, you know, how it was thirteen you know, and the, three. The second I said eleven and five, you guys are, you know, laughing and what? It's that's fine. Detroit, you haven't beaten us in a while. Uh, Minnesota, you really don't have Weird. you really don't have much luck versus us either. And I just want to get to the main the main team because I, I I care not to to argue with you two, but with Green Bay, uh, you know, in the last the last four games that Mitch Trubisky you know played or it was Mitch Trubisky's team. I don't know if he played all four of these games, but uh, in the first game or two years ago, you guys came back in a twenty point deficit. In the last like minutes to win, then the the second game we beat you guys. Then in last year's game, Aaron Rodgers didn't have a first down to like the third or fourth quarter, and you guys you guys 
won 10 to 3, a very easily, you know, changed game. And then the last game that we face you, uh, it was a broken play on the 10 yard line to where if we would have scored, we would have won. So, I mean, these games are a lot closer than you guys think they are. I know you think with Trubisky, we just belly up. It's not a very, I'll, yeah. I'll granted, I'll granted that it, it hasn't been a lot of uh, exciting offensive play at all. But as for a game, I think you guys think that we're just like an easy out, and I have no idea what the hell you guys are smoking. Oh, and congratulations on your uh, former number two overall quarterback winning the training camp battle <laughs> and not being the clear-cut favorite until a week before the season starts. A $24 million backup. <laughs> no, well, I think no it's comment. a little less than that, right? It's a little less than yeah, 24, yeah, right? The number, 22 point something. Yeah, the, yeah. the numbers are just weird, but... It, you know, Either way. I'll say this. I'll say this. I'm the most confident in my backup should one of our quarterbacks go down. He might not be the, you know, a, a great quarterback, but I don't even know who's the backup in uh, in Minnesota. Jordan Love is he the Sean backup? Mannion. Exactly. Well, don't yeah. even ever say his name again on this podcast. And then, and how about Chase Daniel? Chase Daniel. Yeah. Yeah. He well he he beat the uh, Lions a couple times, but you know I I I hate to hog up this whole. Uh, he beat Minnesota too. But uh, all right. So uh, let's just go around really quick. Uh, I, I I'm just gonna give my short little thing. I I think the Bears' offense is still not 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 near where it needs to be to compete in the division. So I'm gonna go. Uh, I, I I have them down at six and ten <laughs> to compete. What do you mean compete in the division? I just don't understand I, what you mean I, by that. You haven't I'm even. I'm trying to keep it us. as short and sweet as possible, man. And then Mitch Trubisky is still being your starting quarterback. Very uh, concerning. Hey I hey also, oh time out time uh, out. Uh, I just want to comment on that real quick. All right, go for and it. Mitch, go and for Mitch it. Trubisky's last three games with the Detroit Lions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is nine touchdowns, one interception, a QBR of like 135. If we faced you guys more than twice, I mean, I, I mean, I, I'm just going to say this. this. This game has been circled on Mitch Trubisky's calendar all year because I don't think Nagy or Pace can say, hey, we're going to give the ball to, to Foles because no matter what, he still dances all over you guys. Every time he plays, you guys. So are the Bears three and zero against the, the Lions with Mitch? The Bears are in the last. The three. Bears are, but you know, uh, Chase Daniel also beat them too. I, I don't want to get into that, but well, Chase Daniel also Matt's beat that, the Vikings. Th- we're, we'll get into this later, Brian. We'll get into the Lions Bears later. Uh, but Kinger, uh, yeah, your short uh, prediction for the Bears. Yeah, I also have mid six and ten actually finishing last in the division this year. All right, and you, Remy. Oh, I got him at eight and eight. I mean, I won't go as harsh as six and ten. I, I, I think they might have got better on defense. Offense is just laughable with Trubisky. But prove me wrong, Barney. Eight and eight. Is it, do you have him last in the division? Uh, no, I have him uh, third. <laughs> All right. So let, let's uh let's keep going in alphabetical order, and I'm gonna. Uh, I think it's uh, me. So the D- Detroit Lions. Uh, you know the Lions. I think they're they're gonna have a top five offense I think this offense is truly legit uh especially in a year where there's been uh limited uh reps and the, the veterans that they have at wide receiver Kenny Galladay Marvin Jones Danny Amendola I mean they're pretty much returning the entire receiving and special team uh special 
uh, positions. Uh, running back, Kerryon Johnson, picking up DeAndre Swift out of the draft is nice. He's hurt right now, but we'll see him in about week four, probably really start to ramp up. I like the Adrian Peterson signing. We didn't mention that yet, Remy. Uh, how, do you, how, do you, how do you like Adrian Peterson wearing the Honolulu blue? I love it. I love it. Every <laughs> time we play Peterson, we shut him down. But I, if he wins you guys a Super Bowl, I will buy his jersey. I'm a Peterson fan no matter where except yeah. unless he goes to Green Bay. I mean, he he was with Darren Bevel in Minnesota uh, for the first four years of his career where he had his uh, best seasons. Now, I'm not saying Adrian Peterson is going to be Adrian Peterson of like uh, 13 years ago by any means. But He's I mean, a great he averaged insurance pick. He averaged 4.2 uh, yards per carry last year. Uh, the guy Seven still has it, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, he's still he's still consistent. He's he's healthy, which is also important, and uh, he knows Darren Buffel's offense, which is uh, you know, very important right now in the in this in these circumstances. But the defense is where the lines. It's gonna be. Uh, that that's a tough one because, like as uh, Barney mentioned, even Mitch Trubisky was uh, carving up the Lions' defense last year, which is very concerning. Uh, I, I think the Lions, with a new defense coordinator, Corey Unlin, are going to be a lot more aggressive in the defensive scheme, uh, and players like Mitch Trubisky are not going to uh, be able to react as quickly or make make more stupid decisions. I'm trying to. I don't have my words on me right now, but Mitch Trubisky will not. We'll be throwing a couple more interceptions against the Lions this year for sure, Barney. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I, I like what they've done at linebacker, especially that was the weak part of the group. They went out, and now they have seven new defensive starters, which I like as well. It'll be interesting to see if uh, what happens in the second cornerback spot where Darius Slay was at before. He's gone now um, with Trufant, and now we have a Warrior, our backup cornerback last year, probably starting, and then Akuda. Um, repping his way in there. He'll probably get 20% of the snaps and then work his way into a full-time starter by mid-season, I'll say. But anyways, I have the Lions. Um, I have him at 11-5 and five as well. Uh, I, I really... I really, I really like... Again, uh, the Lions, last year, 13 of their 16 games were one-score games. Oh, man. They were... And they were three and ten in those, or uh, no, sorry, three nine and one. They they tied a game uh, with the Cardinals. So uh, I think when when things like that happen, there's a they these analysts love to call it regression of the mean, where those short, those close games turn around the other way usually in the following year. So I think that's also an aspect. And they were they had like I think the third worst luck in fumbles as well. So just a lot of things didn't go their way, in addition to the fact that Matt Stafford didn't play half the season last year, and they were still competitive in all these games. Matt Stafford didn't play a single game against the Bears last year. The Bears got really lucky in that. Uh, so I, we'll be talking about that a little later in this episode, too. But I, either way, I love the Lions offense. I think the Lions offense is carrying them 11-5. and five. And, you know, they've never won a division. I'm always, you know, super optimistic, and especially going into the season. I drink the blue Kool-Aid and I'm drinking it hard. Uh, Lions eleven and five, and I think that's going to win the division because it's going to be a tight division. Uh, so I we'll go we'll go around uh, get other people's thoughts. I guess I'll go to you, Barney, since I kind of hit on the Bears more. I guess or maybe they're just fresh in my mind. No, it's it's okay. I haven't felt the bite of a lion in so long. I don't even know if it hurts anymore. Um, you know. <laughs> I just want to ask you: Do you have a split personality disorder? Because the, the other day when we were talking, and I think Remy texted us and said, 
are we going to see Peterson to the Bears? You were the first text, and you said, I hope so, LOL. And now you're over here spin zoning it. Like, you are so glad you guys have them. And hey, you know what? To each their own, I respect that out of you. So I'm not even going to comment further on that. Uh, my, my only thing is I didn't know what Adrian Peterson's stats were the last two years. I didn't realize he was that productive in Washington. I didn't really follow him at all. I thought he was, I thought he was washed up, but he, he's been performing a lot better than I thought. So, again, I don't. he's only going to get, like, maybe five to eight carries a game. So I, I, I like it for a goal line especially. All right. Well, you know, I think uh, I'm just going <laughs> to – as, as far as prediction goes, 11-5. and five, um, I'm glad you you just have that so, that much confidence. You know, I really I really am happy that you feel that way being a Detroit Lions fan. Uh, Thanks, Barney. But I don't see you guys, and I know we have a bet that you guys won't win more than seven games this year. So I have you at just in the grace of the bet. I'm gonna say six and I'm gonna say five and eleven. I'm gonna switch your numbers around <laughs> five and eleven. <laughs> All right, all right, Barney, uh, and uh, and Adrian Peterson is a bell cow back. I, I think I was thinking, but anyway, regardless, uh, th- let's go to you, Remy. We don't, we can ignore that. <laughs> so yeah, no, I have the Lions at uh, six and ten, mm-hmm. finishing finishing last in the division. Uh, but I mean, hey, they're on the come up. I see what they're doing. Their defense is great. Matt Stafford under two minutes in the fourth quarter when down by four is dangerous and i i know what they do they've beat the vikings at home away there this there they they can do it but i just i gotta see i gotta see a couple more winning seasons before we jump to 11 and 5 all right thanks for calling the lions defense great too i appreciate that i know it takes one to know one you know <laughs> all right kinger uh your last what do you where you have the lines at yeah i got the lines at eight and eight finishing third in the division i also think they take a, a a significant step this year i'm a believer in the offense believer in stafford um <clears throat> i think they are going to run the ball a ton which i hopefully think is going to only help the passing game even more we know stafford can sling it before he was hurt last year really had some good numbers the last five six weeks um still think the lions defense is going to be a problem though i don't really think they have any major names across the board jamie collins obviously but um i think at all three levels they're still lacking um some talent so improvement but they're going to let up a lot of points this year eight and eight finish third in the division they got a guy by the name of Trey Flowers, you know, up in Green Bay. There, they can't. You know, they make up phantom hands to the face calls, but other than that, he's an elite pass rusher. But uh, all right, all right. Uh, let's let's go let's go over to Green Bay now, Kinger. Uh, give us your uh, you know, kind of just overall predictions for the season here for Green Bay. Yeah, um, I mean, we have uh, another season to be very excited about the this Packers team up for the Green Bay fans. Um, you know, coming off an NFC Championship appearance last year, granted, um, you know, it wasn't the best performance in that game, but coming off an NFC Championship uh, team, we are bringing back, um, you know, 95% of our players from the team from last year, right? Uh, obviously, the right tackle position is still yet to be determined. Um, but really, the only other loss from a starter perspective was Blake Martinez. We bring in Christian Kirksey, which um, hopefully is going to be an upgrade from him. No disrespect to Blake, because I really did like him. Um, but overall, the Packers roster, top to bottom, is very talented. Um, two elite playmakers on offense with Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams paired with Aaron Rodgers. Um, really good reason to be excited. Um, I think Green Bay goes 11-5 and five and wins the division this year. 
Um, I don't know what planet I was on earlier. I thought they were 11 and five last year. So I was going to say they were matching the record again, but I um, think they regressed slightly um, outside of the division road games. They have to go to New Orleans, um, to Tampa Bay, um, and to Indianapolis as well, um, as well as San Francisco. So not easy road games. Tough to repeat that 13 and three performance, 11 and five, still win the division. And the only thing about those road games, it's a little different if there's going to be nobody in the crowd. It makes a big difference, especially like Seattle or some like place like that. That's true. You know, it's still yet to be determined later in the season if we end up seeing some fans and whatnot. But yeah, that's, um, you know, Rogers made some comment when we addressed the Packers Vikings game a little later about that noise. So that's going to bring a whole different element. But that's a very good point, Big Z. All right, uh, Remy, what, what what's your uh, perspective on the Packers here? You know, uh, it seems like our po- whole podcast just thinks their whole team is going eleven and five. That's it's great. It's funny. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I'm actually wondering why the regression. Uh, I would if I were a Viking fan coming off a thirteen and three season with ninety five percent of their starters returning, and you know you have a dog in Aaron Jones, I would still probably just assume you're going to go thirteen and three or. 12 and four but to be that modest kinger maybe i'm maybe i'm lightening it up a little bit on green bay no i'm just kidding uh <laughs> i i I'd, I'd say that's fair you say you have it you have them at 11 and five i'll take them at 11 and five minnesota's gonna beat them anyway yeah man and the only thing to that is the packers are returning a lot of people they had last year and that's the part of the problem for me is that they didn't really improve that much in the off season. And uh, a lot, you know, a games like two games against the lions where they literally led zero seconds of the combined eight quarters. They hit two field goals as time ticked off the clock. Um, I, I have them going nine and seven. I, I, I have them regressing a lot uh, because I think they kind of had a horseshoe up their ass last year. Um, I, I don't. I, I think Mike LaFleur's offense isn't going to fit what Aaron Rodgers wants. I think it's kind of going to be a battle all year for them. The Packers seem to be trending towards this offense that Mike LaFleur wants to run, and it, Aaron Rodgers is. It's and Aaron Rodgers is kind of just. Uh, <laughs> by saying his name wrong, you just said Mike. It's Matt. Oh God damn it! Yeah. Um, I thought you were baiting him. I was. I was kind of. Um. But no, Aaron Rodgers just seems to be coming like more, they want him to be like a system quarterback, and he doesn't seem to be wanting to do that. And I just feel like there's some tension there. Uh, so I, yeah, nine. I have nine seven. How about you, Barney? I, I'm just gonna uh, I'm gonna steal that from you, Big C. I think uh, we should call him Mike Lafleur from now on. <laughs> uh, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is the boogeyman. Um, I. I know you you feel passionately about you thinking you should have won two of those games. Now, one of those games I can't remember, but I do know one of them was really fishy with those uh, Trey Flowers calls. So I I definitely think one of those should have been Detroit's games, like legitimately. Um, But Aaron Rodgers does Aaron Rodgers shit when he when you you know when he absolutely needs to and you know you can make the argument that the packers always get the calls and and whatnot i'm not going to do that i'm not going to be the guy that says the packers are getting all the calls in the league i won't say that but um (laughs) i do think the packers will regress just because it's harder to it's hard to keep a 13 and 3 season um but i think i think sacks almost right on the money there uh i think on January 3rd, 
He strolls in with a 10 and five record uh, with hopes to win it in Soldier Field. And, uh, you know, it just bare weather takes him a different direction. And uh, I don't know how, but it's going to be ugly and we're going to win that game. And he's going to go 10 and six in the in Chicago Bears and go on 11 and five and win the division. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you, Barney, if it comes down to that, I'll be happy. I'll be uh, very happy to watch that game and, and root for Aaron to to beat the Bears and bury their hopes again. <laughs> he, he seems to always do that. So hopefully, uh, hopefully we get a little bit of a change this year. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen, let's go on to the last team. Uh, the, the one up north in uh, Minnesota there. Uh, Remy, give us your thoughts and predictions for this uh, upcoming Viking season. You know, guys, if I had a screen behind me that had a bunch of Zoom Viking fans, they'd all be doing the skull chant with me right now because Minnesota Vikings will go 13-3. and And before I get slander and I see the laughs and I see this and that, (laughs) let me explain my case. The last seven – the coldest game we play in this year is – November 16th at Chicago. The rest of the games are either played indoors or in Tampa Bay. And that is crucial. And those are games we can easily win. Is that the the whole case? (laughs) Mic drop. Nah. Here's why. Here's why, though. So... Our offense, our off with our offense, Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is going to be a top fantasy quarterback this year, just because he's going to be a one that can dump off. You got Rudolph, you got Irv Smith Jr. And the offense we run with our two tight end set with Gary Kubiak. You got Jefferson. Oh well, he's not going to be the replacement of Diggs. You have so many more weapons outside of that. You got Adam Thielen, the seasoned vet, and on top of that, you got a top three running back in Dalvin Cook. Um. And then on the other side of the ball, you got the one of the best defenses in the league, Sands, Daniil Hunter, for three weeks. Uh, as long as our D-line, which had already had depth going in, can do what they need to do and get to the quarterback and our linebackers and safeties can you know, kind of carry what the corners can't, uh, there should be an easy transition with our rookie corners. Debate amongst yourselves now. <laughs> All right, let's go to you, Kinger. Let's go to your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, the Vikings, I'm going to I mean, I'm going to I'm not going to be naive and say that I don't think the Vikings are going to be a good football team this year. Um, you know, if you want to be honest, when I was going through my records earlier today, I had both them and the Packers at 11 and 5 at the top of the division. And I say Green Bay wins the division, right? We'll see how that all goes, but I think that I do agree with I think we can all agree 11 and 5 is going to probably the number we agree is going to win the division this year. But the Vikings across the board are very solid. Um, you know, I still think the offensive line needs to take the next step this year. Kirk Cousins needs to play more consistent football. Um, but the Vikings, if their corners can hold up, are going to have a top three or four defense in the league. I believe that. And so they're going to be uh, another another year where I think they're atop the NFC and, and they're going to be competing in a lot of football games. All right, Barney. Uh, you know, I'll, I think Zach kind of hit it on the head there. Um, Minnesota's a very tough out, you know, in terms of a a, a really hard-nosed, good defense uh, and an offense that can run the ball. But yeah, and I think and I think uh, Minnesota is a good team. Good good teams don't go thirteen and three though. Good, you know, good teams might be able to 
get some lucky draws and go 11 and 5. So I can see an 11 and 5, you know, uh, ending with them, but things would have to go their way. Um, Let me ask you this. are you at all worried about Dalvin Cook because a report came out today that both sides are so far away in their contract negotiations? Is there is there I'm, any concern? I'm, I'm not wor- worried at all, no, because he said uh, that he loves Minnesota and would like to stay in Minnesota, and he said that he's not, I believe, looking for top dollar. He's just looking to play football. Okay. Um, yeah, no. And, That's what he says publicly. And, and, <laughs> yeah, he might say that to all the, the the beat writers and whatnot. But apparently, the uh, the agents and uh, and uh, your guys' top level management are just so far apart on contract negotiations. But regardless, um, as as a Bears, like when I when we face you guys, I mean, you guys are a tough out because I think you guys are very much like our team, a very good defense. And uh, so, so offense. And, um, but I mean, at least for our, our perspective, I think we always have your number because you guys are really good at running the ball and we don't let anybody run on us. So like if you're facing a team that's got a really good run defense, that's usually the, the easiest bet of the week for me. If, if you're facing a really good run defense team, that's like a legit team, like it can't be just no slouch, you know, whatever, uh, that I usually will take whoever the hell you're facing because uh, that's your guys' Achilles heel. If you can't run the ball, you guys are screwed. Yeah, totally agree. And yep. then when Dalvin's, you know, getting stuffed at the line or only getting two or three yards and we're going third and 12 and dumping it off for five yards and getting tackled and just going three and out, it's it's frustrating. And that's when that's when you look to for Kirk Cousins to make plays. But I mean, he's he's progressed every year. He doesn't cost us games, and he's very accurate. Um, I'm really I'm really looking forward to see Adam Thielen playing a full healthy season. You know, when when Kirk puts it in Adam's spot, Adam will get it. And no matter if he's triple contested, double contested, we've seen it with the Packers. We've seen it with the Saints. It's it's going to be very exciting to see this offense roll finally. But we do need help from our offensive line. Real quick, Barney. So as far as a, a, a um, record, I I can totally see you guys getting a you know having the ball bounce your way and going eleven and five. However, I I think your final number is somewhere around ten and six, nine and seven, which I put you down for nine and seven. Yeah, and I have I have ten and six. Uh, the thing that gives me a lot of faith with the Vikings uh, is their coaching staff. I think they have arguably the best coaching staff right now in the NFC North. Uh, Mike Zimmer is a top-notch defensive coordinator. And, and uh, you know, he, he everything's like, you know, he's very strict, dis- very disciplined team for the most part. And then Gary, Gary Kubiak stepping into the offensive coordinator position, I think, is a big boost for him. The one thing that is an issue is the Vikings uh, relied a lot on their screen game last year, and that was heavily designed by Kevin Stefanski last year, who's gone. So I'll be Who, interested to see Gary how that. Gary Kubiak was his assistant, and it was installed by Kubiak. Yeah. He likes running the that's screens not what I the read. tight end screens. Yeah. Yeah, that's what happened, though. I mean, Kubiak's definitely a really good coach, so I'm, I'm just uh, – um, Expect that, more that's screens why, that, this year. That's why they're Expect my favorite. Expect screens this year. Yeah, but the, I mean, uh, the Vikings are my favorite if it's not the Lions. So I, I had the Vikings at ten and six, uh, finishing out this division because I do have some concerns still about that offensive line. I don't think it's a superb offensive line by any means, and those cornerbacks 
big concern. I would say it's a big concern, especially with no you know preseason to go off of or anything. You know, they've only faced guys in their um, in their on their team so far. So I think that's going to be a big step up for them immediately, and they might start off like two and two. They might start slow uh, before they get going. But uh, gentlemen, let's let's go on now to preview these upcoming two divisional games. Uh, it's great. We know we we only have two games to talk about here because uh, the Lions are at um or the Bears are at Detroit, and the Vikings are hosting the Packers. So let's let's go to that one first. Let's go over this uh, Packers Vikings game. Um, you Kinger, sure you, you, just... you sure you don't want to leave the heavyweights till the second to the second conversation? <laughs> I'm just going to who's on the top of my screen right now. We got the no, Packers. I'm just, like, they, they both play at noon, so uh, I can't just, even go by time. I'm just busting your balls, busy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, uh, so I, I I guess to get to both sides here, um, Kinger, uh, what, what, what is the key for the Packers to pick up this victory against uh, the Vikings, especially going to Minnesota? I mean – I think the key to the game is, I mean, to start, I mean, Green Bay went 2-0 against Minnesota last year. They haven't lost the divisional game in, in over a year now. Um, and the biggest success that they've had on the ground uh, or uh, throughout the, the last year was on the ground with Aaron Jones, right? Um, in two games last year, he had 46 carries for 270 yards and three touchdowns, right? If Green Bay is able to run the ball on that defense – um, allow them to load the box and leave those corners one-on-one with Devontae Adams and our receivers. Um, I like Green Bay to move the ball, um, and I like them to score quite a bit on Minnesota. Um, I think defensively, again, it's going to be stopping the run. Dalvin went off the first game against us last year. I want to say he had somewhere around 150 yards in the first game. He was hurt the second game last year. So they are going to need to stop the run on offense, make Minnesota one-dimensional. Um, but I, I, again, I think the key is, is, is the Packers running the ball and allowing Rogers to throw the ball. Yeah. Remy, uh, uh, how about you? Uh, what, what do you see with the Vikings, uh, going up against the Packers here, uh, especially that Packers, uh, defense line going against his Vikings offensive line, I think is an interesting matchup. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the key to victory here is just keeping Aaron Rodgers off the field. Um, we got to have long offensive drives that, end in six and not three or a punt. Uh, you got to keep Rodgers off the field. But, um, I mean, we've seen it in week two last year when that um, very questionable pass interference was called that would have changed the game as Minnesota came back from being down 20 to zero. Uh, in the second half, Green Bay never scored. So we can keep them from not crossing the 50. It's, that one big play that Green Bay always has. But as long as you keep Rodgers off the field, Minnesota's got a chance to win. It's going to hurt without two of our stud DNs. But, again, we have addition by subtraction in corners, in my opinion, and the two best safeties in the football. So uh, crowd not going to be effective, but I I do know they're playing some noise. Um Obviously, Rodgers won't be calling a timeout in the first quarter like he usually does. But, um, yeah, no, keep Rodgers off the field, and we'll walk out of there with a victory. Yeah, and uh, I'm looking back at last year's scores. Uh, man, the Vic- I didn't realize the Vikings lost both times to the Packers last year. That's rough. And Cousins only had 122 yards passing, and uh, that 
second to last in week 16 last year. We, that, that's a rough game. I, I was mean, at that game. And not and on top of that, I mean, Zadarius Smith absolutely wrecked that Vikings offensive line week 16 last year. He had three and a half sacks, seven or eight tackles. I mean, he, he gave nightmares. Those guys still got to be having nightmares around him. Um, and so, I, I mean, again, I think we've moved on. Yeah. So that offensive line is still shaky. I think I think the biggest thing, and you mentioned earlier, Big Z, is is you know those corners with Minnesota. Um, the the cornerback on Minnesota who's had the most snaps against Devontae is Mike Hughes with forty three. They don't have any other corner in the roster who's had more than five snaps against Devontae. So um, I think that's big for an elite top five receiver like Devontae, and I expect him to continue um, his double digit catch streak because I believe he had double digit catches in both games last year as well. Hey, uh, hey, Remy, let, uh, let, me, let me add to you how bad our quarter situation is. Our our most experienced cornerback has only started three games. Uh, so who's going to be covering Devonta Adams, Remy? Uh, that will probably be Holton Hill. Um, depth chart came out two days ago, and it looks like they have Holton Hill at the one. Uh, Mike who's Hughes, that? The, uh, he's <laughs> Texas, out of Texas, gritty. Is, um, is he a rookie? No, he was suspended last year for uh, eight games. Uh, but the year before that, he came in as Hollywood Hill. But the year before that, he came in as a backup. And his first play of his career, first snap, he had a interception. So he he plays the ball really well. Zimmer dogs him just like we've seen Zimmer dog Xavier. That means he's he's got potential. So Holton Hill, he's 6'2". Really, really good press cover like guy, um, and then in the slot they're gonna do Jeff Gladney, the guy we drafted at twenty eight, I believe. All so right. it's gonna be Mike Hughes is only five ten and he's playing at number two, so he's kind of taking on that Antoine Winfield style, just a little bit taller. All right, so uh, before we move on to the other game, uh, let's just go around uh, really quick and give our uh, score predictions for the game. So Remy, we'll start with you. 28-24, Minnesota. All right. Uh, Kinger, how about you? 24-14, Green Bay. All right, Barney. I'll go 23-17, Green Bay. All right, and I, sh- I, I forgot to mention, I apologize. The over-under in this is 45 and a half, and this is just per fan duel, and then Minnesota's two-and-a-half-point favorites in this game. So that's, that's pretty much even. Like They usually give three points for a home team uh, in betting. So I, I have uh, I have Minnesota winning twenty four twenty one in this game uh, to start the season, Covering. but it, it'll be it'll it'll be close, it'll be really close. It's right. I, I mean that that score is right in line with the Vegas odds here. So I'm not I'm not like uh, you know doing like reinventing the wheel by any means over here. Um, wait. So wait, Barney, who do you have winning again? Green Bay twenty three seventeen. All right, so we're split. We're split here. Oh, interesting. And we'll we'll be keeping track of our predictions here throughout the season too. So I should. So, uh, but now now let's move on to the second uh, the second game, also a noon game, um, and that is the the Bears coming to Detroit. Uh, we get right after it here, Barney. Uh, I, I'll let you go first, man. I I mean what. What are the Bears going to need to do to to beat the the mighty mighty uh, Detroit Lions? Uh, all right. So, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you what. I got nothing but respect for Matt Stafford and that Detroit offense. I think that offense, thanks, bro, is a top five team or uh, unit. 
and you know what? I But I also have that same regard for our defense. I think our defense is up there in the top five of the defensive units. Uh, so yeah. really what it's going to have to be about is not letting him get into a rhythm. Um, it's about, you know, using our strengths, our defensive front seven to get after the quarterback and not let, you know, uh, the playmakers like Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay, who Kenny Galladay, I think will be wearing a Bears jersey next. But, um, <laughs> but you know, I, we, we just, they're a dangerous offense and they can put, they can put mon- uh, points up in a hurry. Um, as for the other side of the ball, um, I think your your best attributes are, you know, Trey Flowers and Jamie Collins, uh, and you know I might even put stock in my Notre Dame guy uh, Aquara, who's coming off the edge as well. I think your your you know your probably best attribute is maybe getting after the uh, our quarterback as well, and we don't have a really good line, um, so you know what we're going to need to do is a little bit more. Uh, catered to Trubisky is just trying to get him into a rhythm of, uh, and, and we all know like Nagy, he runs by the pass, by the short routes. Like, I mean, at, like 75% of his play calls are passing plays. So he doesn't really run the ball ever and it's really lopsided, but I expect him to try to get out screens, slants, hitches, uh, and not allow that pass defense uh, with uh Trey Flowers to get after Trubisky and so that he can set up a rhythm. But we'll see how that game plan goes, but that's really the recipe that I see uh, for the Bears to take advantage. Yeah, and um, in this game, I think the big the big thing for the Lions is establishing a run game. The Bears' defensive line is legit. Um, they are good against the run. Uh, but I, I'll tell you what the X factor is. I mean, last year the Lions played this team extremely tight with a backup quarterback, Jeff Driscoll, and one David Blau and the other. But we got Matt Stafford back, and that is huge. That is absolutely huge. And you have Jalen Johnson at cornerback. I love that matchup. Uh, Kenny Galladay or Marvin Jones, Marvin Jones, whoever he is going up against, I think is going to have a a field day. But the question is, can Matt Stafford have enough time for that receiver to get open? That's the big question for me. Um, I think Taylor Decker, by all reports, has looked improved. Uh, so I hope to see that on Sunday. But establishing a run game is the most important. Uh, the Lions have worked on it all offseason. They drafted for it. We have two new guards and a new right tackle, all uh, all meant to really uh, get after establishing that run game. And then on the defensive side of the ball, that'll be interesting. Uh, as you mentioned, Barney, Trubisky had two really good games against the Lions last year. I mean, every receiver is just wide open. I think like 75% completion percentage. Just ridiculous for Mitch Trubisky especially to be putting up those numbers. Um, so I, I hope Matt Patricia is really taking the time in this offseason to fix that up. And I think by hiring Corey Unlin, defensive coordinator, the Lions are going to put a lot more pressure on Mitch Trubisky um, the Lions were dead last in the league last year and getting after a quarterback within two and a half seconds. Uh, so I think they, they're they going to turn that around with a new defensive scheme in terms of blitzing. They have eight linebackers on the roster. And the Bears' uh, offensive line, as you have mentioned over this whole offseason, Barney, is not their strong suit. And I think that helps the Lions out because their defensive line is definitely not their strong suit. So those two come... Those two things combined with Matt Stafford back, I really like this matchup for the Lions. This this line is uh, Lions by three, over under 44.5. But I'll just start off the predictions right here. Uh, I have the Lions winning as 27-13. I really like this. I really like this matchup for the Lions to start off the season. 
But Barney, uh, what what do you have uh, going on in this game? Uh, for score. Yeah, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna. This is an ugly score, which I think will be the uh, <clears throat> the the way the whole season's gonna go. But uh, I'm gonna say 17-13 Chicago Bears. All right, I I I didn't think you were gonna pick the Lions. So, <laughs> um, how about you, Kinger? I'm actually have the same score as Barney, but reverse. I'm gonna take the Lions at home, 17-13 over Chicago. I like it. I like it. How about you, Remy? Yeah, ten to twenty in favor of the Lions. Wait, the Lions win twenty to ten? You are correct, sir. <laughs> All right. I like it. I like it, Barney. You're on an island in this one, man. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so what we're going to do in this last segment now, and we're going to be doing this every week, um, and uh, our, when, when we're previewing the upcoming games, uh, this will come out on Friday, so we're not going to get after the Texans team. So what we're going to be doing is each of us are going to be going through uh, the betting lines. Uh, I'm at least using FanDuel, but uh, if you guys could just say what lines you're using when you say them. And we're going to pick our three favorite lines for the week, whether that's over-unders, or a spread and a team that will uh will pick that. So Barney, we'll talk with you, uh we'll we'll start with you since you're on my other podcast doing this. Uh if you give us our three and we'll we'll also track, you know, how we're doing throughout the season. And uh I'll be putting at least I will be putting real money on all these. We're not just saying it to say it. So all right, Barney. What do you got for us, man? Uh, we'll come up with a name for this segment. I don't have it yet. Right now it's a betting preview. So go, Barney. That, that was that was really clever of you. Uh, yeah, I really got it. it <laughs> took me a long time. Uh, well, I'm going to go inside the division here with two games, both these games uh, that we just discussed. Uh, Chicago plus three. I'm going to take that any day with our defense. I don't <laughs> think our offense is going to, you know, be anything special. I've already said that. But I think our defense, uh, you know, especially with how bad – I think your defense is. Uh, I think three points is a lot to lay. Uh, you know, so I'm going to take Chicago plus three at Detroit. Uh, the next one I'm going to take is I don't know how this. I don't know how Minnesota is really favored to be honest with the with the uh, the rookie cornerbacks and the secondary the way it is. I know Harris and and Harrison are really good. Don't get me wrong. It's just. Like Aaron Rodgers just needs a couple plays, a couple audibles to Devontae or whoever to just spring a game. And I know that all too well because, uh, you know, Bears are winning, I think, half the time that we faced Detroit, or, uh, Green Bay and they come around when a win. Um, but you're talking about, I think, one of the best quarterbacks in the game, uh, one of the best route runners uh, versus a young secondary. I won't be surprised if Minnesota wins. Don't get me wrong. Like, but like two and a half points. Like, I, I just, I, just as a gambler, I have a little bit of respect for Aaron Rodgers. So I'm gonna take the two and a half there. Um, and then you know this last one's tough for me. I like Buffalo uh, even laying that number with the Jets, but I think I'm gonna go with Danger Russ Russell Wilson laying a, a point and a half versus Atlanta. Uh, people mm. seem to be huge on Atlanta. Uh, I think they could totally be big boom or bust, but uh, a point and a half. I think Seattle's one of the best teams in the in the NFL, so I'm going to take that one. And, and uh, Russell Wilson always finds a way to win, so minus one and a half, Seattle. All right. Uh, those are Barney's best bets. Let's go over to Kinger now. 
Yeah, so um, I'm gonna I'm gonna start off as well by going into division, and you know I'm promising not to make this a weekly thing, but I'm also gonna take the Packers plus two and a half at Minnesota. <laughs> um, again, just for all the reasons I just said, they haven't lost them in Minnesota in a while. Minnesota's out to Neil Hunter. Um, I think Green you Bay. And Bar- fi- you and Barney betting with your hearts. Uh, I just you know you can, you can say that like I said I'm not gonna do it every week, but I just like that line. I think Green Bay does win this first week, so I'm taking Green Bay plus two and a half. Um, and then I'm going, I'm taking all dogs this week. The other game I like, I like the Panthers plus three at home versus the Raiders. Um, I really don't think the Raiders, um, defense is that good. I want to see the new Matt rule offense down there in Carolina, Teddy bridge with these new receivers, DJ Moore. I mean, or new receiver, uh, Robbie Anderson. And I also think Carolina's defense is a little bit underrated. Um, so I like them at home, um, to cover the three points versus the Raiders. And then the last game I'm looking at, again, this is kind of my risky pick, but I'm looking for sloppy football, and I want to see this new offense I think are going to be improved this year is the Cardinals plus six and a half at San Francisco. Um, I like Kyler Murray to give uh, Jimmy Garoppolo and the Niners a game week one. All right. Yeah, that that Cardinals offense will be really interesting, Kinger. Uh, and the, I think San Francisco, right? They they have like no wide receivers. They're like all hurt. There's like four wide receivers. Hurt. Yeah, I, I think Debo's going to play though. Um, but then they also oh. there's I think I think I saw this week that he was practicing. So I think it's trending he's going to play. Um, but they still don't also know who's going to start opposite of Richard Sherman in that secondary. So um, you know, I'm I'm excited to see what that offense can do with Christian Kirk, Larry Fitz, and of course DeAndre Hopkins now. Oh yeah. All right, Remy, let's go over to you, man. Yeah. Uh, so. I'm a betting man. I'm going to go do a three-team parlay in my three-team parlay. I'm taking the the Colts at uh, minus seven and a half, obviously. And then I'm taking uh, – they're over Jacksonville. I'm taking Carolina, my boy Teddy Bridgewater, who will be a sleeper pick. I got got the Panthers winning the division. But uh, I got the Panthers. I got – yeah, call me crazy, hot take. I said it on this episode. I will call you crazy. (laughs) I'll I'll be a rich man. I'll be a rich man. We'll say that. No, but I got Carolina over uh, the Las Vegas Raiders at negative – plus three. And then the only game Stefan Diggs will ball out in is this Jets game. They're at uh, minus 6.5. Let's win some money, baby. Well, Check yeah, I'll say. You can win a lot of money with all the things you just mentioned there. I'm trying to look up right now. I, I was not expecting to have to look up Carolina's odds to win a division. Uh, I'm I, in I, Detroit. Detroit's got high odds, too. Yeah, I think Detroit's like 8-1 <laughs> to one right now. But uh, I, 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 I did not even consider Carolina with uh, New Orleans and Tampa Bay. Oh, I got an uh, even more, more scorching hot take. Uh, I got Kyler Murray at MVP. Ooh. I you you are all about the hot takes, huh? I think that front seven in Carolina is is pretty underrated. Brian Burns had a pretty good year last year. They drafted Yatur Gross Matos. Yeah, it's good. Kawan Short. I, I think I think they're pretty pretty underrated there. Uh, yeah, you're I gonna do. see peak Teddy five and zero. I don't know. Teddy. I don't know about when the division yeah. underrated, but again, I like them at home yeah, week one. Yeah. yeah. Anything can happen. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I have the Bills uh, six and a half point favorites. They're at home against the Jets. I like I like at least seven points there. I think that Jets team is uh, headed for a disastrous year. Adam Gase does not deserve to be an NFL head coach anymore. So anytime I anytime I see the Jets uh, less than seven, I'm more inclined to take. I also think the Bills are going to be really good. Uh, probably win that division this year. 
depending on how Josh Allen plays, always a wild card. But I that defense is super legit up there. I had the Falcons one and a half at home. Uh, I the opposite feeling than Barney. I ro- love Russell Wilson and Jamal Adams. That's a good trade for them. But overall, I think that team. Uh, I don't see it, and especially traveling from West Coast to East Coast. You always got to look out for that. I think that's a big factor. And then last, uh, I have the under 45-and-a-half uh, um, in that Packers-Vikings game. Uh, I think there, there's going to be a little rustiness to shake off there, in addition to the fact that the Vikings love to run the ball. I think the Packers are going to be looking to run the ball more this year so that time ticks off the clock a lot faster. Um, so I have 45-and-a-half <laughs> under uh, Packers, and those are my three as well. I think there is a there is a good chance that that Lions game gets close, so that's why I'm just uh, I might stay away from that, especially if the Lions at three. If it goes to Lions minus two and a half, I'll be all over it. But at minus three, I'll probably just stay away. But you're gonna go eleven and five, and we're gonna go six and ten. How are you not too pumped about that? That's only three points. Oh, I, trust me, I'm just going from a betting perspective here. All right, <laughs> we're gonna win. I just don't know if it's gonna be by three or if it's gonna be by more than that. I I meant by predictions, I have more, but uh, those might be two separate things. Um. All right. Oh, there was one more, uh, you know, item I want to get to really quickly here before. So yeah, let's go around. Remy, I'm glad that you mentioned Kyler Murray for MVP. Um, do any of you guys think on your uh, or, or who do we think the NFL MVP will be this year? Uh, let's just stick with let's stick with who we think the NFC North MVP will be. How about that? So Remy, uh, who do who do you got? It's probably gonna be all some someone from our own teams. Like I'm gonna say Matt Stafford, and I think he's also a candidate for a dark horse MVP. That's not just me. I've heard it on other things. Like Peter Schrager mentioned it on the NFL Network the other day. So uh, he, he's been a hot candidate. I think he's at like twenty five to one right now. So yeah. So uh, Remy, what what do you uh, you have Kyler Murray MVP? But how about NFC North MVP? I don't know if I can really decide on an NFC North MVP, but I can decide that Dalvin will lead the league in rushing and in all-purpose scrimmage yards. All right, fair enough. Uh, uh, Kinger, how about you? Yeah, just MVP. I'm going to take McCaffrey as the MVP this year. And then in regards to my team, I think Devontae is going to lead the league in touchdowns this year. All right. And uh, Barney, how about you? Uh, real quick, do they give an NFC North MVP? Like, do they do these awards at all or no? Just on no. the trash post sites. Okay. I'm going to give it to uh, the old broad before she keels over Virginia McCaskey. She's going to find <laughs> she's gonna find a way to jump over the goal line or something like that and score a touchdown. <laughs> either, either, Man, either, either her or uh, Trubisky, but, you know, they're pretty much pretty, pretty long shots right now. So. <laughs> I do want to say uh, the, the Lions have uh, Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones in a contract year, and both those guys were top three in touchdowns in the NFL last year. I expect a lot more out of them again this year. Uh, but, man, I didn't expect so much Panthers love in this little last segment here, a quick little segment. Uh, Caffrey MVP, winning the division, Teddy uh, – okay, but uh, – Regardless, uh, that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Week one is approaching. So what we're going to be doing going forward is have a couple episodes a week. So we're going to have a recap episode from the, the previous week and then another episode released later in the week that previews the upcoming games for that following weekend. Uh, but we want to thank everybody for listening. We really appreciate it. This is the Pylon NFC North podcast. Please subscribe. Please review. Follow us on Instagram at the Pylon. 
and uh, just get ready to uh, sit back, relax, and watch some football on a Sunday. It, it's it's a great feeling, especially uh, when Chicago goes from 90 degrees to 60 degrees in a matter of two days. You know, football season's right around the corner. Uh, for Remy, Kinger, Barney, and I'm Big Z, thank you, everybody, for listening, and we'll see you next week.